Welcome to Who's in STEM. I'm Ken Ono, your host and the STEM advisor to the Provost and the Marvin Rosenblum Professor of Mathematics at UVA. Our goal is simple, is to evoke flights of imagination and wonder by showcasing the cornucopia of all that is STEM at UVA. It's the marvelous world of UVA science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. It's that time of year. Graduation signs sprout in the front yards. Families and friends gather for garden parties. And at banquets, they gape at collages of photos of their graduates. These collages are pictures of memories. I think you know the pictures. The baby pic. The first day of first grade pic. Maybe a, a pic from a high school sports team or a high school band pic. And of course, the prom pic. These are all loving tributes that celebrate rites of passage, the steps along the way. And here at UVA, we will be soon celebrating 8,000 graduates. Yep, roughly 8,000 graduates, give or take a few, will join the legion of UVA alumni in a few weeks. Our final exercises are on our beautiful grounds to be held May 19th to the 21st. It's an extraordinary celebration, and it's really an awesome spectacle. What is it all about? It's about family and friends, all dressed in business casual. And they're all asking, by the way, what is business casual? The family and friends will overtake the lawn and celebrate 8,000 individual moments. Each moment, years in the making. What is the moment? What are these moments? It's the sight of a graduate walking down the lawn and receiving the hard-earned degree from the University of Virginia. For me, this year is extra special, as my own daughter, Aspen, will be among them. My little figure skating girl. My image of her dressed in a little yellow skating outfit that my wife made. Well, that's now just an image, just a memory, because she's fully grown, and she's earning a degree, the degree of Juris Doctor from UVA Law. I love you, Aspen. Aww. So on Who's in STEM, we're going to start a wee bit early. Graduation is a few weeks off, but let's start now. And so this is our graduation celebration. I gave my research editorial assistants, Catherine Kassaboom and Rhea Verma, a genuinely difficult and almost impossible task. Their task? To identify four graduating fourth-year STEM students to showcase, to show off. There were so, so, so many amazing students to choose from, across all of the STEM disciplines, but here we are. Honestly, we could devote an entire year of programming to the names that came up, but today joining us, I'm happy to say we've got Paul Bean, Lexi Cuomo, Luisa Edwards, and Zach Boner. Welcome to Who's in STEM. Thanks, for Thanks. Happy, to happy to be here. here. Luisa Edwards is an applied statistics major minoring in computer science and also social entrepreneurship. She hails from Evanston, Illinois, her good friend and collaborator, Zach Boner, is a computer science and math major, and he hails from Purcellville, Virginia. Welcome, Louisa and Zach. Thanks for Hi having there. us. Thanks for having us. Louisa and Zach, you're, you're famous. You've been in the news. You're both recently featured uh, on UVA Today for your joint research, your invention, a sepsis app. Sepsis, I think everyone knows, is, is often described as an ominous infection of the blood. 
and it's one of the leading causes of hospital deaths. In fact, I think it is the leading cause of hospital deaths. So, Zach, tell us, what did you invent? Yeah, so we designed uh, a machine learning model and like set of ways to interpret that model uh, that can help doctors in the ICU evaluate which patients are at high risk of sepsis. Is it something that's on their phone or on a, an iPad? Yeah, so that hasn't really been determined yet. We're sort of in the research modeling stage of the project. Uh, existing systems typically are on a big like television screen uh, in the hospital itself uh, or at the bedside. Got it. Got it. So, Luisa, how did you just come to think of this project? Was it a class or? Yeah, tell us about that. So, Zach and I both took Professor Wen's machine learning class, uh, which is one of the electives for the computer science department. And he had actually started this project previously. And so we kind of joined in about halfway, which was two years ago, and have been working together ever since. Um, so we picked up on some previous research that other students had started, and we've taken it from there, um, developing the project. Yeah. So Zach, what did the work look like? So some of it was presumably at your laptops writing code. Yeah. Was some of it also in the hospital interviewing patients and or doctors? Yeah. Yeah, how exactly. Did you do so the work? It's really a like a gigantic mix of workflows, like for one, we're like sitting, writing machine learning models, training machine learning models, but that's really only a small component. We have weekly meetings with our group where we present our work and we have doctors in those meetings who inform the direction of our work. Uh, and then last semester or a couple semesters ago now, Louisa and I had the opportunity to tour the ICU, to go on rounds with the doctors to gather feedback on how they like to use predictive analytic tools, what existing tools look like, what they wish they could have out of them. And then for my STS capstone research, actually, I'm doing a project interviewing doctors on how they use predictive analytics. And again, what they find useful, what they don't find useful to inform the direction of our project. So Louisa, how's the work been received? I know, I know Zach just described that it's a work in progress, but the feedback, how, how, how awesome has that been? It's been great. Um, so it's definitely still in the research phase. It hasn't been deployed yet, um, but we've been getting feedback throughout the process. Um, every week we have doctors in our meetings who are giving us feedback on our results and our ideas. Um, so it's been cool to see our models improve over time in accuracy and precision. I think we have a long way to go in terms of deploying it in the ICU setting, but um, we're getting we're working towards that. So it's exciting to see. And then I also uh, attended a conference. I submitted this work to KDD's undergraduate consortium last summer uh, and had a poster presentation there. Talked to a lot of doctors from like other universities. Talked to one doctor in particular from uh, UC Santa Barbara who really enjoyed the work. Uh, and so the community at large seems to think that it's relevant as well. Oh, that's great, Zach. So, Louisa, with this sort of feedback, where to from here? You're all graduating in a few weeks. Um, do you, are you going to continue on in the project or hand it off to maybe some current third years? What's the future? Yes, yeah, so we're definitely going to working to hand this off to for future students and to perpetuate it into the future. We just got a lot of new data from University of Pittsburgh through collaboration there. So we have more data to validate our model and improve it, which is really exciting. But Zach and I are both graduating, so we're looking to um, take it on. And Zach is also doing a PhD, so he might be working on it in the future as well. Great. Well, good job, you guys. What a, you guys make a great team. Speaking of teams, uh, our next guest, Lexi Cuomo. Lexi hails from Centerville, Virginia, and she is graduating with a degree in chemical engineering. In terms of the science, I understand you've done great work in Professor Rachel Letary's lab. Mm -hmm doing some sort of work with potential biomedical applications. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, so one summer I worked in her biomaterials lab on degradable polymers known as PBAEs, and they can be used in drug delivery or any other therapeutic materials. Yeah, so what is it like working in the lab? So is it, um, do you work on particular targeted illnesses, ailments, or, yeah? Um, I would say we're more on the material development side. So I worked on optimizing a specific reaction um, during this summer, making sure that we can prepare the PPAEs so that later we're able to functionalize them and add some other um, specific properties that will help eventually in the biomedical applications. Ah. So I'm more early stages. I see. So tell me about what it's like to work in a lab. So when you came to UVA, right, you probably didn't have this level of lab experience. But now that you've been in Professor Letary's lab, it's it's like a job, right? So what makes up a lab? There's the head professor, Rachel. Um, uh, there's students like you. What's, what's, what's it look like? Um, yeah, I was in a lab with a lot of graduate students, so they were working towards their PhD. I specifically worked with Mara Kunin, who's uh, very brilliant. She's doing her dissertation defense in a month, which I'm going to go attend. Um, and I would say overall, it was a lot of fun getting to hear about the other projects that were also be worked on in that lab. And I also got to collaborate with some other undergraduate students that were working there as well. So overall, it's just another kind of fun team environment. <laughs> how did how did you find the lab? So as a as a second year after a course, did you just hit it off with the professor? How did that happen? I would, that's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Professor Letiri, she was my first chemical engineering professor that I had. I actually was going to take her class first year, but it was a lot. Just to, You're not really supposed to take it first year. Most people take it second year. But anyway, so I dropped it first year and just ended up taking it again second year. It was called Materials and Energy Balances, and I learned a lot. It was like my intro to chemical engineering, um, and I really liked her as a person and professor. So, And you went to office hours, and you formed this- <laughs> A lot know. of office hours. <laughs> uh, awesome. That's how it's supposed to work. So for current students or perhaps future students, remember, the, the professors love to come see you. So um, when they have posted office hours, make use of them. And by the way, you're kind of paying for it. <laughs> so, Lexi, uh, I kind of alluded to this before when I talked about how Zach and Louisa make a great team. Um, for you, uh, you really are part of a team. And in fact, you are the captain of UVA's women's swim team that completed a hat trick. Last month, uh, your team won its third consecutive national championship. And individually, as a relay performer, you are a four-time national champion you hold American records, you're an All-American. With your perfect grade, you're an academic All-American. And just this past weekend, you were named the UVA Women's Performer of the Year on the swim team. Uh, I think you were one of two groups to receive that. So congratulations. Thank you. How did you find the time to do all of that? All the time is there. I would say I have some time management skills that I've been able to develop alongside my academic and athletic uh, obligations. But I think all in all, I had the best support system coming through UVA. I mean, namely my parents and also my team. It's finding stuff to do that makes you excited. And I was always excited to come to practice. But at the same time, I had a major that I was really passionate about. So that kind of helped me through. Yeah, well, that's awesome, Lexi. So the thing that I think we're most proud of here at UVA for all of our students is that 
All of the students that we're, we're showcasing today have, of course, excelled in the classroom, but they're also very well-rounded people who have interests that go beyond just the coursework. And so for the listeners, I hope that you hear that the collection of our four students, and we're going to get to Paul in a moment, uh, have all done something extraordinary, whether it's being part of a national championship team or producing an app that will make the world a better place. Um, and I'll get, I don't want to steal your thunder, Paul, but as we'll see in a moment, Paul ha- will certainly be leaving an important mark on our community. Uh, this is why we're here celebrating. So, Paul, I want to turn to you now. So you're graduating with a degree in chemistry with a concentration in material science. So I've been hearing about you from from my editorial assistants for quite some time. And I know that you've done great work in Professor Sen Zhang's lab, a young professor, but who is a rising star here at the University of Virginia. And as I understand it, you are you're totally into clean energy. You're interest, interested in developing uh, uses for nanomaterials to make the, make the world a better place. So tell us about it. What's the elevator pitch for the lab and your work? Okay, so obviously we create, uh, I guess, nanomaterials for sustainable energy purposes, as you kind of mentioned. Specifically, I create these uh, nanoparticle electrocatalysts so we can use uh, like clean, uh, I guess, electricity from sustainable sources like wind and solar to generate hydrogen in a way that doesn't produce carbon dioxide. And we specifically try to make them out of materials that are sustainable. So usually you'd use iridium. Obviously, that's an extremely expensive and really rare metal, but we're trying to make them out of really common ones. And we can make them in a way that actually perform extremely well and also give us a lot of insight into the fundamental science behind catalysis. Yeah, so what common metals do you use? So we use like zirconium and titanium and like cobalt and nickel. So all these things are way more abundant than a lot of the platinum groups, um, which you traditionally think of in this kind of catalytic role. Building on this, going beyond the science, I understand that you have been spearheading something called the Virginia Clean Energy Summit. And that's sort of what I was referring to before, uh, you as a student leaving a footprint here at UVA. So tell us about the Virginia Clean Energy Summit. Sure. So it's an annual conference uh, that is designed to unite Virginian researchers in the field uh, and also promote this kind of field of research with undergraduate students and try to get them into research. It also is intended to promote uh, the students from primarily undergraduate institutions in the state to come into graduate. So going beyond UVA, Mm -hmm. this includes? This includes UVA, Virginia Tech, VCU. We're also pulling in uh, ODU, Old Dominion, as well as uh, George Mason and some other institutions. Those are the, the key players, I suppose. Super. And, and what you've been doing is you, what, you help assemble the schedule, the list of speakers and the activities? Yeah. So uh, primarily the, I guess, the faculty committee, they try to decide who would be the best people to give like keynote talks. And as we do that, then we can uh, that's where I step in. I'll design all like the posters and the flyers. I'll be in charge of registration, getting everyone together, making sure all the venues set. Oh, so uh, you're the human catalyst to make sure that the the, the summit actually runs smoothly. Yeah, you can great. That. Good. Yeah. You're not a rare metal. No, you are a rare student. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So, um, as I think would be traditional for all graduation type things, I think we want to reflect on your years here at UVA. What is a graduation? It's actually 
on the one hand, an ending. But of course, on the other hand, it marks a beginning. For people like me, that beginning was like decades and decades and decades ago. But I'm super excited for you because your lives are, they will be wonderful. And all the things that you're going to do will certainly make us proud, I think. And so I want each of you to share with us what your next steps will be. So, Paul, where to from here? I just committed to Caltech, and my plan is to pursue like further clean energy research. Specifically, I want to join a group that's doing a lot of uh, climate modeling, as well as you know continuing on with a bit of my nanomaterial background, uh, with the intention of trying to bring this kind of work into more of like a political and like business spin. Because I've kind of realized through a lot of like the human aspect of my work that that's where all of the actual change happens. Excellent point. So uh, what is research? Research is like three buckets. The first bucket is, can you, can you gather the resources to be able to do the research? Then can you actually do the research? But you can't forget about part three. How do you make sure that your research has impact? So I'm, it's, it's exciting for me to hear you as a fourth-year student recognize how important that is, right? That's super. Lexi, where to from here? Yeah, so that's a great segue into where I'm potentially heading. I will be doing a rotational program with BASF, which is the world's largest chemical producer. And I'm hoping to kind of reach into that third bucket and make sure that all the great research that's been done in universities um, has real world applications. How did you make this connection with BASF? Were you an intern last year or how, how did that work? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually was looking at the UVA Chemical Engineering and Friends LinkedIn group and social media. Social yeah. media, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's not Snapchat. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, this was LinkedIn, so professional. But I connected with Bailey Ristine. She's a UVA Chemical Engineering alum, and she's currently at BASF uh, with the title of Global Sustainability Manager. And I connected with her just to hear about kind of what she does with BASF. And she told me about this rotational program and it kind of all went off from there. And she's been a great mentor. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. So by the way, you're all going to be alumni soon. So maybe 10 or 20 years from now, you'll be in a similar position where you can help a future who? Luisa, what's next for you? Yeah. So this summer I'll be at University of Chicago doing a um, graduate writing program there. But thinking a little bit further, uh, 10 to 20 years when I am an uh, alumni, um, I love to be working somewhere at the intersection of machine learning and medical research like I am now. Um, I think there's a ton of applications for how this will change our world. We've all seen the past couple months of GPT and a lot of the big um, improvements in AI. So I think this is kind of where our world is heading and I'm interested to see what it will do. Good, good. Zach, finally, you, what's next? Well, I'm going to be pursuing a PhD in computer science at Duke University uh, under the advisement of Cynthia Rudin, who's a real pioneer in the field of interpretable AI. So uh, kind of piggybacking off of the project that I've been working on, uh, one of the fundamental kind of problems in our project is that you can't really interpret why the model is making the decision that it is. And so I'm really interested in sort of pushing the envelope, both in the research direction and in the broader ML community, trying to make sure that machine learning models are interpretable, that you can understand why they made decisions so that maybe policymakers or downstream users can evaluate those decisions for themselves and criticize models. Yeah, they're not always right, right? <laughs> you certainly don't want to propagate biases or, or, or mistakes that are plainly wrong. Good answer, Zach. Good luck to all of you. So I want you all to share one moment, 
one activity here at UVA that helped you professionally? Zach. So actually, last week, uh, we had a guest speaker at the Jefferson Society named Judge Randolph Beals. Uh, and I had an extended conversation with him after his speech. He's a former Virginia attorney general. And I just talked to him for a long time about how a researcher like me can get involved in public service. And he gave me a lot of names as connections, like policymakers, legislators who are interested in healthcare and artificial intelligence uh, that I think will really give me the ability to spread my wings beyond research and start Good. thinking about policy. Good. That's, that's another example of a connection that when... When the students walk around campus, there's posters advertising all sorts of activities. Yeah, you never know when, when you'll make a connection. Lexi. Yeah, so I would say at the end of my summer doing research with Pro Professor Latiri and Mara Kunin, I had to give a five-minute presentation on everything I had done that summer. And five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was difficult, and it was a challenge. And I got to work with um, both Latiri and Mara and being able to give the focal points of what I was able to do and also in a way that was understandable to a diverse audience was a huge a professional skill that I learned, personal skill that I learned, um, and I'm really grateful for that. Excellent. Paul, professional activity that, that, that you really benefited from. I would definitely have to kind of give a shout out to my time in uh, Alpha Chi Sigma, the professional chemistry fraternity. It's, it's Is that like Axe? Yes, Axe, <laughs> as, as the cool kids call it. Um, I, I, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time. I've had the opportunity to be mentored by a lot of cool people and to mentor a lot of really, really promising and interesting uh, like incoming students as well. And to that, I think the most impactful experience has been actually getting to talk with an alumni who was in my group and then going forward into chemical engineering field and being able to spread out and see how someone who's kind of, I guess, doing what I want to do in life and getting a lot of really good advice. From Perspective. Them. Yeah. Wonderful. Louisa. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot of support from the Career Center while at UVA. Uh, last summer, I got funding from them to work for a startup in Tanzania. So I lived Wait, there. You for went to Tanzania. I did. I lived there for three months, oh um, <laughs> and that was a really incredible experience for me, um, personally and professionally, uh, with a lot of wild adventures and a lot of learning. So that was an experience that I'm not sure I would have had otherwise, and I'm really grateful for it. Wow, wow, that's really fascinating. Well, the four of you, congratulations for taking advantage of these various activities. I think the results speak for themselves. And kind of to wrap up here. I want to talk about things that aren't so professional. So a few days ago, UVA alum Tina Fey recently shared one memory, several memories. It was actually a fascinating talk. But she shared one memory that really stuck out for me uh, regarding her time here on grounds. And the story she told was this. As a second year, she really had a difficult time mustering the courage to kiss a boy that she had a crush on, only to have the boy turn around and run away in fear. <laughs> and I'm not Tina Fey. So, uh, but it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And so I'd like to follow suit here, one by one, each of you, real quick, fun memory. Louisa. Yeah, so I actually took a gap year. So I was originally class of 2022, which meant that my first year was the year that the uh, men's basketball team won the national championship. So that was a really, really fun night. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. <laughs> Go Hoos! <laughs> uh, the, the next day wasn't as fun, um, and a lot of people skipped class. I was taking biology that semester, and I ended up having to do a fetal pig dissection on my own because all of my lab mates 
skip class on me. So it wasn't super fun, but um, it was worth it. I'm surprised a professor didn't like cancel class. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, we should reprimand that prof. <laughs> okay, Zach, fun memory, 30 seconds. Yeah, so in the Jefferson Society, we have this semesterly event called the Night of a Thousand Toasts. Uh, we all stand around room seven where the society was founded. Uh, and we just have a blast making toasts. And the thousandth toast is given by the sergeant at arms. And last semester, I just happened to be the sergeant at arms of the society. Uh, and the thousandth toast is to the Jefferson Literary and Debating Society. And it was with all my friends around me. Everybody kind of went wild. It was really just a special experience. Ah, so hooting and hollering. <laughs> Indeed. Lots of hooting and hollering. Every bit of that, yeah. Oh, good. So you literally have a first toast and then a second. Mm -hmm. And somehow you got to get to a thousand in a night. Yep. We, we count them. Every single one. I don't believe you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. You should come to the next one in the fall. <laughs> okay. Paul, fun memory. A, a bit of a shout out to my orgo professor, Dr. Sabulia, uh, and her 8 a.m. class. She always had these little like snacks uh, in her office. Uh, they're like cliff bars, not cliff bars, um, just general breakfast bars. Uh, and like these little pop secret bags. and Before she tortures you. She feeds you before <laughs> she tortures you. So, well, okay. You would go in. Uh, you'd get back your uh, your pre-lab quiz and you'd be like, oh, this sucks. And then she's like, here's a, but here's here's a, a bar. Snack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's it a form of torture. But one of my favorite memories of all time, and I will always remember this, is coming in accidentally a, a few minutes late, like 30 minutes late. And just getting wait you 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 went to class I don't believe you you were it's, thirty minutes late to class it's Paul 8 Bean the famous Paul Bean thirty minutes yeah. late to class yeah unfortunately my sleep schedule is all kind of messed up but go in uh, we're learning about snack reactions and I suppose it was the perfect opportunity to get pelted by snacks <laughs> as I walked in the door uh, which of course I ate uh, while sitting there so it was it was a good time oh, yeah I had my stomach filled it was good good yeah. great Lexi fun memory fun memory. Yeah, a fun memory I have. Um, two of my best friends in chemical engineering, uh, Hamzini Morali and Allison Feeney, we were lab mates last semester in our chemical engineering lab. And it's a four-hour lab, so <laughs> always pretty exhausting. But by the end of it, I was like, why don't you guys come over to my apartment? I have a butternut squash. I've been really wanting to make this soup. So they came over. I invited some other friends over, and we had like a soup kitchen where I like made everyone's soup, and we all ate dinner together. Oh. It was really sweet. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Friends for life. You've all made friends for life, right? Absolutely. As we all know, it takes a village to raise a person. And for me personally, um, my village included, of course, my family and two professors that really changed my life. Professors Paul Sally at the University of Chicago and Professor Basil Gordon uh, at UCLA. By the way, this is the same Gordon. He's from the Gordon family that founded Gordonsville. In fact, Basil Gordon grew up in nearby Gordonsville, so it was, it's really quite fitting for me to work for UVA. So this is your moment, each of you, your moment right here on Who's in STEM, your Oscars moment. Who do you want to thank for everyone to hear? Lexi. Yeah, so I mentioned a lot previously, so all of those people, um, I guess I would like to add my sisters have always been um, so great for me, Julie, and Kylie, and Maddie Rose. Um, they're like my first support system. And also, I guess a great group of people to thank is just the UVA coaching, UVA swim and diving coaching staff. Um, they've always, especially, specifically Todd DeSorbo, Andrew Sheaf, and um, Tyler Fenwick. They've all been a really great support for me throughout my four years here. So Super. I know a lot of those people, not your sisters, <laughs> but yeah. Louisa. <laughs> 
Yeah, so for Zach and I, um, the leaders of our lab are Dr. Uh, Chris Moore and Rich Wen, and so they're the one really leading our research, and they are critical, so they've been shepherding us this entire way. Outside of them, my time at UVA, I've had a lot of great mentors, including um, Bevan Etienne and Laura Toscano, and they've really shaped me as a person and student. And then, of course, my family and friends who um, help keep me sane when they're each just driving me crazy. Yes. Zach. Yeah, so I'm going to second Rich Wynn and Chris Moore, leaders of our research lab, uh, as well as Randall Mormon in the Center of Advanced Medical Analytics. Uh, he's the one who connected me to Cynthia Rudin originally at Duke. I also want to thank uh, my sort of mentors during my internship at Galois, Eric Davis and David Burke, who really uh, sort of motivated me to believe that I could and should pursue a PhD. Uh, they give me a lot of sort of confidence in my research. I also want to thank my parents uh, just for their kind of unwavering support throughout all the processes. Actually, my dad got his PhD in math from UVA. Which oh, is a fun good man. Connection. Yeah. Uh, and then I also want to thank my best friend for life, Ethan Jacob, who's just been like a source of boundless joy and inspiration throughout my time here. Paul, your Oscars moment. Uh, yes. Uh, I would like to, first and foremost, uh, thank my graduate mentor, uh, Perrin Godbold. He's been pretty much a big brother to me throughout much of my time here at UVA. I would also like to thank uh, the venerable Dr. Grayson Johnson, who was the aforementioned AX member uh, and alumni who really gave me a lot of mentorship. I would also like to shout out uh, professors uh, Sen Jong, Laura Sabulia, John Eilefeld, uh, Tao Sun. They've been irreplaceable. Uh, they've just been the best resources and Anyways, I'm rambling. No, no, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I would also just quickly like to um, say like thank you to my family as well as my friends, uh, Edward, Alina, David, Brian, and Annie. They kept me sane for the past four years, which is no small feat. Thank you, Zach, Lexi, Louisa, and Paul. Your shining examples of President Ryan's motto to be great and good in all that we do. And my guess is if you were to each sort of rewind the clock to say four years ago, when you were a brand new first year, worrying about who your roommate's going to be and, may, you know, how am I going to choose a major? Where am I going to live As in my second year, right? All those things that you worry about. Well, here you are today, shiny examples of what it means to be great and good. So on behalf of UVA, the entire community, let me offer you Godspeed as you embark on your life journeys and wahoo if you're interested in the Virginia Clean Energy and Catalysis Summit, registration is open on the UVA Open Scholar site. The event will take place on August 7th with keynote speakers and poster sessions. Undergraduate students are encouraged to join and participate with multiple awards available. Who's in STEM is a production of WTJU 91.1 FM and the Office of the Provost at the University of Virginia. Who's in STEM is produced by Katherine Kossaboom, Rhea Verma, Mary Gardner-McGee, and Arian Ballou. Our music is composed and performed by Robert Schneider and John Ferguson of Apples in Stereo. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Listen and subscribe to Who's in STEM on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon with another conversation about scientific and technological innovation at the university.